Ladies and gentlemen, this is Bruce Campbell, and you are listening to The Horror Returns. Greetings, victims. For those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. Welcome back, one and all, to The Horror Returns. I'm not Lance, am I? Hmm, that's what it says on the script. <laughs> uh, this is Philip. Lance is uh, out again. Um, but with me, as always, is Brian. Uh, and tonight, we're joined by a very special guest, Chad C. How's it going, guys? What's up, man? It's going good. Making it's been a happen. minute. I think the last time I did a show with you guys was uh, last fall for the uh, John Carpenter Apocalypse trilogy. So it's it's been a little while. Yeah, ah. and you shame me for never never seeing it in the mouth of madness. <laughs> That's right. Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive and forget, Brian. Come yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we'll jump right into uh, cool of the week. Chad, you seen anything good this week? Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I've got a couple here. I don't know how many of you guys want me to touch on, but I got like two movies and one TV show. So yeah, as many fine. as you want. All right. Yeah. Uh, so for TV, I'll, I'll hit that first. I, uh, I caught up on the show, Mr. In between. Have you guys heard of the show? I have heard of it. Yeah. Okay. So it finally wrapped it. It's the series finale just happened like about a month ago. It's a three season show. Uh, it's an Australian show, but it airs in the U S on FX. It is, uh, created and written by Scott Ryan and then, uh, Nash Edgerton, who is Joel Edgerton's brother directs all the episodes. Hmm. Um, it is a, he's a, Scott Ryan plays a character named Ray Shoesmith. He's a hitman. Um, it's a dark comedy, but he it, he's trying to balance all the shit he's doing uh, with these jobs. With his, uh, he's got a daughter at home, his ex-wife. Uh, he's got friends that got issues. Um, so it's really just kind of slice of life dealing with this guy uh, and everything that he goes through. But it is uh, it's super underrated, man. It's it's really really well written. Um, Scott Ryan's like a tour de force performance here. Like he's the the reason alone to watch it. But I think if like if you're a fan of like Justified or Breaking Bad or any of these type of shows, I think this is right up uh, your alley. It's it's 26 total episodes for the series, and each episode is about 22 to 29 minutes apiece. Um, really, really solid though, all around. Uh, I would give like the whole like three episode series or three season series probably like a nine on ten um, oh, overall. Nice. Re- really, really solid. And then for movies, I've got I've got a couple. I've got Val, the uh, the documentary on Amazon Prime about Val Kilmer. Uh, mm. Either of you guys check this out? Uh, no, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's on the docket, but yeah. I heard it's a, a little a little bit sad. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, sure. it's, it's pretty fucking depressing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's narrated by his son Jack, who who sounds uh, 
a lot like him. Uh, you know, go figure. His son sounds like him. Strange, right? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's yeah. He he. Val Kilmer has apparently like compiled just hours and hours of footage, like home movies for like 30 years. Like he just has a warehouse full of like just stock footage, like 16 millimeter film, 35 millimeter film, like all this shit that he's just, he's just shot behind the scenes of like Top Gun and all of his movies and everything. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. And it, and it goes year by year kind of touching throughout his career. And it deals with like how he was always had this label of hard to work with and touches with that and just a lot of self-reflection on this guy's acting career and kind of where he's at now and what, uh, you know, his voice is completely taken from him. And so he's, he's dealing with that. It's really, really solid, man. It's, uh, really, really, uh, really sad though. Like, like Brian said, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not, uh, I mean, if you like Val Kilmer, even if you don't like Val Kilmer, I think you can get something out of this though. It's, uh, it's, it's very, very solid watch though. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if this gets like an Oscar nod for, you know, best doc come, come award season time, but it's very, very solid all around, um, for that one. Then I got one more. That out, man. I, yeah, I like yeah. him. That's on Amazon, right? Yeah. Hour and a half. Uh, yeah. They touch on Tombstone too, a lot. Yeah. Hour and a half on prime, Amazon prime, uh, it's streaming now, but yeah, it's, it's very, very, very solid watch. All right. That's what And it. then... The final one is Free Guy. That is uh, the new Ryan Reynolds vehicle that is in theaters right now. Oh, uh, I'm just curious. Just got greenlit for a sequel. Really? Yeah. How'd that happen? That's good. Hey, did well. I mean, this the first trailer for this. I believe it was like December of 2019. Uh, so I mean, and, you know, this dealt with the pandemic getting pushed around release date, but. 20th Century Studios and Disney held firm that they wanted to release this in theaters and just getting a 45-day exclusive window. Um, this movie is is just really a good time all around. Like it, sometimes and especially like right now, it's it's just a feel-good movie. It it uh, it's nothing really that you haven't seen before. It's 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 like kind of equal parts like Truman Show, Wreck It Ralph, Ready Player One, like all these kind of elements thrown into this video game world. Uh, <laughs> but the cast is really really solid here. Uh, the CGI is actually surprisingly really, really well done. A lot of cool cameos. I just had a really good time. Uh, it, it's it's not like a best comedy I've ever seen by any means. But like I said, sometimes you just need a fucking feel-good movie, and that's really what this movie is. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed Free Guy. So those are my cools of the week. What about you guys? Nice. Uh, Phil, I only got one, so I'll go. Okay, um, go for it. Yeah, a busy week, so just a lot of TV, trying to catch up on Shit's Creek, uh, finish that series, and uh, a lot of Hell's Kitchen, but Lance would probably be yelling at me because he wants a definitive cool of the week to put down. And I'm going to go with Marvel's What If. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the first episode. Um, I, I it, liked the animation a lot. It just seemed like a comic book come to life. And uh, this uh, first episode was uh, if uh, Peggy Carter took the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers. Okay. And uh, I really dug it, and I kind of want a Captain Carter series or live-action movie or something. It'll probably never happen, but I enjoyed the character that much. So I would have to say that's uh, my cool of the week. That one's on Disney Plus, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've been wanting to check that one out, too. I just saw it today. Um, I uh, 
sat down with my daughter last night and uh, asked her if she's eight. <laughs> so this may not have been the best idea. I uh, asked her if she wanted to watch a scary movie with me. And so uh, we just went on Netflix and started screwing around and uh, scrolled past the ritual. And I know that I've seen it, but I don't particularly remember it. So we watched that one together. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's a creepy fucking movie, man. I like it a lot. The great creature design. Yeah, that's end. that's the yeah. like in the, the woods, right? The like Swedish yeah. mountains or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. These four British guys go out into the Swedish Swedish mountains and mm-hmm. run across some witches or an ancient god or something, whatever it is. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah, it's a. Uh, very very heavy movie pretty creepy and uh she handled it like a champ man she did pretty good nice i got a little horror fan on my hands hell yeah (laughs) um and uh you mentioned hell's kitchen i've been watching uh kitchen nightmares man (laughs) i don't know what it is i'll put it on to go to sleep (laughs) something relaxing about him yelling at people it really is i don't understand it (laughs) uh but yeah that's all i got (laughs) we'll move on to horror headlines all right, um, start with some TV news. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones and Luis Guzman have joined Jenna Ortega for Tim Burton's Adams Family series on Netflix titled Wednesday. Oh, okay. Is like, it animated? Uh, it's going to be live action. Okay, cool. Catherine Zeta-Jones, I like that. Yeah, yep. I can see her as that pretty easily. Yeah, Louis Guzman yeah, Louis, is. Yeah, I like Louis Guzman too. Is uh, yeah, casting there. Yeah, uh, it's, it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, FX has already renewed uh, what we do in the shadows for a fourth season, and uh, yeah, the upcoming third season's coming out. I believe early next month. So yeah, a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Damn, so I gotta catch up. That's good. Um, anybody interested in the Alien FX series? You're gonna have to wait till 2023. I uh, I'm excited to, for that, but are you? Yeah, I, I mean, say it's it's kind of hard to get excited about them because you know Alien stuff is hit or miss. Yeah, we'll see. yeah, that's the thing. I'm I'm excited because it's out of Ridley Scott's hands now, right? I mean, I, I yeah. don't get me wrong. I love Ridley Scott. Alien One and Two are masterpieces. <laughs> like, I mean, he created Blade Runner. I fucking love Ridley Scott, but the last couple of Alien movies have just left something to be desired for me. So I think this whole property in another person's hands, I and especially Noah Hawley, who, you know, Fargo's fantastic. Uh, I've never never completely finished Legion, but regardless, I, 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 I'm excited to see what this property is and someone else's, you know, see what they do with it at least. So I'm intri- intrigued. I'll put it to that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'd. I'm just not like, ah, damn it, it's coming out yeah, later. It's and not it's necessary. Like, ah. It's not like I'm pan, pan, I needed I needed an alien show by any means. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see what we get here. At least. I hope it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Bad Robots uh, Company, that's J.J. Uh, Abrams Company, they were doing a Shining series titled The Overlook. HBO Max has passed on it, but they are still making it, and they are going to shop it to other streaming services. Wonder why they passed. Uh, You never know these days. You never know. Mm. Streaming companies pass on things, cancel things. Yeah, HBO would have been a would have made me want to watch it more. 
I would I would like to see what Doctor Sleep has done, like streaming for them or anything like that, because I think that's on HBO yeah. Max. But it didn't do well in the box office because they just fucked the marketing up so bad on that thing. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, no one knew it. Movie. Yeah, I love. I actually really really like Doctor Sleep, but it, it like it. They could have you know, tagline or not even tagline. The Shining presents Doctor Sleep or something, but no one knew the fuck. Your general public audience outside of our little horror bubbles and movie lover bubbles didn't know what the hell it was. Like that it that's even true. was a sequel to The Shining. So. Yeah. yeah, that didn't help. Their, it's box office by any means. It didn't do any favors either. I think they released it two weeks after Halloween as well. So it's like, mm-hmm. what, what are you guys doing here? So. Yeah, and it was going up against something that it had no business going up against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The director's cut's even better, I think, of that movie too, if you haven't oh, seen oh, that. Oh, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it. I th- All right. I think, I think that's an option to watch on HBO Max too. The oh, nice. Is good. Uh, let's see, uh, what do we got for TV? Uh, last t- little bit of TV news, uh, Stranger Things uh, Season 4. It's not coming out until 2022. Okay. But that's gonna okay. It's going to be like 25, man. It's okay, we're getting <laughs> Cobra Kai in December. So. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, a couple of little things for movie news. Uh, Shutter has acquired Eduardo... I'm sorry if this is where I start to butcher names. But uh, Vitaletti's The Last Thing Mary Saw, which uh, we're going to have a review coming. Uh, they let me have a chance to check it out before it's released. So look for that on Shutter coming soon. Ooh, nice. nice. Uh, Robert Rodriguez has signed a first look deal with HBO and HBO Max, and he is going to be targeting some of his existing properties. So we're getting like. Three more Shark Boy and Lava Girl movies or something. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I, I didn't even think about that, but that that'll probably happen. I was I, I know for sure we'll probably get some sort of continuation of Alita. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I never saw that. Was it any good? It was pretty good. It okay. was. I mean, it wasn't nothing. I probably would have been talking about at the end of the year. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, it, it was entertaining enough. I don't think I would ever watch it again. But I think the the CGI and stuff was actually pretty decent in it. The I don't I I just couldn't get past the fucking giant ass bug eyes that she yeah, had. Yeah, like, I think a lot of people didn't know that it was a uh, I believe it was a manga or anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so exactly. they 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 weren't understanding why she looked like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, her eyes were pretty fucking big. <laughs> yeah, like weirdly bug big. Yeah. <laughs> And our last bit of movie news. Uh, filming has wrapped on Macon Blair's The Toxic Avenger remake. Oh, Jesus. Now, this stars Elijah Wood and Peter Dinklage. <laughs> and Kevin Bacon as well. I Kevin Bacon, yes, yes. The, yeah, villain the villain is Kevin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I fucking love me some Toxic Avenger, but I, this is like PG-13. I don't know how I feel about it. I love making Blair, but I, I'm just, I'll, I'll watch the movie. I'll, I'll go in with, with an open mind, but uh, yeah. I don't know how you're making Toxic Avenger a PG-13 property by yeah, any means. I, I think that's where it kind of hooked me was making Blair, because I've yeah. pretty much enjoyed everything he's been involved in. Absolutely. So. Yeah, he's fantastic. And somebody said that Peter Dinklage was the Toxic Avenger? I believe so. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, how would it be if it was like just a tiny toxic toxic <laughs> It's got to be. He's got to be tiny toxic, I think. And then nobody acknowledges it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might have to throw that on the schedule. I'm sold. <laughs> have you guys ever touched on the OG Toxic Avenger? Uh, it's I've been I have a list of movies that I keep 
for when we got to throw some something on the schedule, and I've just been waiting for uh, something to pair it up with. But nice. they're doing a remake, so I say, I think, yeah, you got your perfect uh, companion there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen it since I was little. Oh, it's, um, it's insane. <laughs> Lance is gonna hate that episode so much. <laughs> and uh, yep, that is the news. All right. We'll head on down to the trailer park uh, where we bring you the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. Uh, Brian, what's our first trailer to talk about this week? All right. Our first one is a new Netflix series from Mike Flanagan titled Midnight Mass. See quick synopsis: An isolated island community experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. This stars Alex Esso, Kate Siegel, Henry Thomas, Rahul Abori, Crystal Balint, Matt Bedell, and others. This is, of course, directed by Mike Flanagan. Chad, making a call back to Doctor Sleep there, and director Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this looks interesting, man. I, I, I've n- actually never seen Haunting a Hill House or the um, the follow up. I they were on the docket always, and I just never got around to them. Oh, um, that was great. But yeah, but I like Flanagan as a director overall, and mm. I, I think Hush is pretty. It's a pretty decent movie. Um, but yeah, I, I, this this looks good. Like weird, creepy, culty religion on an island. Yeah, I'm there for it. I'll watch. It's like seven episodes, I think, too, right around Halloween. It seems like yeah. perfect timing. So yeah, I'm, I'll definitely check this out. Okay. Yeah, seven episodes. I think I can be sold on it. I, there was nothing really in the trailer that stood out to me, but uh, just given the the director and the situation, seven episodes. I'll I'll take a dive into this. Yeah, I'm, they add me at Mike Flanagan. He's a, yeah. again like Macon Blair. Um, I've pretty much been into everything he's done. Um, really enjoy uh, his wife uh, when and whenever she pops up. Kate Siegel, Alex Esso, mm-hmm. like her a lot too. Uh, Starry eyes. She, yep, she w- was supposed to be a Texas Frightmare, but I believe she was one of the many people that had to cancel because of the rescheduling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely uh, going to check this one out. Uh, this actually comes out September 24th. And, okay. yep, Chad, you were right, seven episodes. Perfect. Nice. And our final trailer is Nicolas Cage's Prisoners of Ghostland. <laughs> How many fucking movies is that going to do? <laughs> I did think it was funny in our group chat that you're like, it's like five in the last few years. And I mean, I think it's like five alone this year. Um. <laughs> it might be. It seems like seems like every couple of months he's got some new random ass crazy fucking movie. I mean, I lo- <laughs> he's got Willie's Wonderland, Pig and this alone this year, at least. Yeah. So. Five five's what's came out. That's not how many he's filmed this year. <laughs> so you got some tax problems going again or what? I know he said he's not doing uh, blockbusters no more. Well, obviously. <laughs> oh, I mean, like uh, as far as accepting roles, like I yeah, guess I'm, this this is what he wants to do. These type of genre films. I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, I think I think there's a handful of hit or miss here with him. I mean, I I love absolutely love Mandy, and we've talked about that before on the show mm-hmm. when I've been on. I love that movie, Colorado Space. I I can take it or leave it. It was fine. Uh, 
I never saw jujitsu from last year. Uh, <laughs> never saw never saw Willie's Wonderland from earlier this year either. Actually, jujitsu is <laughs> so bad it's good. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I, I haven't seen yeah. that one either. That's on Netflix, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, but like Pig from a few weeks ago, that's one of my favorite movies of the year, probably. And it's yeah, like mine too. Yeah, it's not watch that one. It's not even crazy. Nick Cage It's nothing what you expect. He's just like subdued. And it's like a really personal like hits you in the in the feels so like really mm-hmm. good. Um, but yeah, man, I, I don't I've never actually seen any of this that this director has done. He's apparently a pretty famous Japanese director who just does like crazy batshit stuff and this movie looks pretty bad shit insane from the trailer. <laughs> yeah, let me uh, give the listeners a little synopsis. A notorious criminal must break an evil curse in order to rescue an adept, uh, abducted girl who has mysteriously disappeared. This, of course, stars Nicolas Cage, uh, Sophia Batella, Nick Cassavetes, and uh, Bill Mosley, I believe. He's the mm-hmm. villain of the movie. <laughs> Chad, All you right. brought up the director, which is Sion Sono. Yep. Yeah, I fucking crazy. It explosives <laughs> on his nuts. Let's do this thing. Yeah, <laughs> you get just gotta twist them a little, make them bright and big and bold. <laughs> yeah, um, this looks interesting. I'll probably watch it. I mean, I don't know. I it's right. Is this? I think like it comes out in a couple weeks too. So. Uh, uh, this one is September 17th. This will be okay. theatrical and VOD same day. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Nick Cage has earned the right at this point for me to go, all right, Nick Cage is in it. I guess I have to check it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, of course, I, I I like Sophia Batella. I like – Yes. I mean, she's not been in – everything she's been, been in hasn't been great, but I do like her. And, of course, you know – Bill Mosley, you know, Chop Top, uh, Otis from uh, Rob Zombie's uh, Firefly yeah, family. Absolutely. So. That's an interesting ad. I'll take it. <laughs> you guys, you know about Nicolas Cage's, uh, he's got a big movie. It's a Lionsgate movie next year called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Have you heard about this movie? No. I think I've heard of it, but I, so, I haven't yeah. really looked into it yeah he's playing himself in it uh so it's like so the synopsis is a cash strapped yeah a cash strapped nicholas cage agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire superfan's birthday party but is really an informant for the cia since the billionaire <laughs> fan is a drug kingpin and gets cast in a tarantino movie um it's yeah it sounds fucking crazy but like pedro pascal neil patrick harris tiffany haddish are all in this movie what? yeah so- it's yeah, it, it kind of sounds like that Van Damme series that had came out on Amazon. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Where yeah. he's playing Which himself. Was really fucking funny, by the way. Yeah, I never watched so, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's like really a secret agent, just posing as a movie star. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fucking crazy, but I'm there for it. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, Nicholas Cage has earned the right to at least like on the docket maybe I'll, I'll get to it eventually maybe not watch it instantly but eventually i'm gonna get to that shit so <laughs> nice all right um like i said prisoners of a ghostland september 17th and i believe uh marcy and bead will be joining us for another cage rage episode oh sweet and that is it all right well on to listener feedback uh, this week, the podcast spotlight shines on heroes and droids, uh, brought to you by Gruesome Magazine. Uh, on Heroes and Droids, we discuss 
pop culture about superheroes, sci-fi, Disney, and action. From Marvel to DC, from Star Wars to Star Trek, and James Bond to The Fast and the Furious. Uh, we will review theatrical films and streaming delights you care about most. Uh, this week, we check out The Suicide Squad. Not to be nice. confused with the piece of shit one. <laughs> uh, what did Chad? You you check out the new one, right? Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Okay, I just it's great, right? It. Yeah, because I'm I'm just there's been some people that are posting that the movie is complete garbage. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know how this one got such. I, so, I want to ask him. Did you watch the other ones since the titles are similar and you didn't know? I think I I, I don't think that the OG one helped it, man. Like I, it, it didn't make any money. Like it made like twenty six million opening weekend, and it is like ten times the movie as the uh, David Ayer one from five years ago. It, I, but yeah, I think that left such a bad taste in everyone's mouth. I don't think Birds of Prey helped. I don't I, I don't know about you guys feel about Birds of Prey, but I wasn't a big fan of that movie. But I, I just. Like, I didn't hate it. Yeah, it's it's just built up to this, and like this is a. To, speaking of, what we were saying with trauma movies, like this is like a big budget blockbuster trauma movie with fucking starfish, and I mean it's it's batshit crazy, and <laughs> yeah, man, Lloyd, Lloyd I, Kaufman uh, cameo. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean James Gunn started out as a fucking trauma director, like he worked with trauma. So I mean it, it's yeah, this is I really really enjoyed it, man. I had a really really good time with it. Super funny. One of the more probably the funniest movie of the year. Uh, yeah, I wish it. I, I don't know. I this even the streaming numbers on HBO Max didn't warrant um, like anything either. I think Mortal Kombat beat it as far as like streaming goes and. Yeah, that kind of says it all right there, because I thought Mortal Kombat fucking sucked, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> and I, I have to say, Stallone, as the voice of King oh. Shark, was perfect. Fantastic, yes. yeah. Yeah, that was probably the best part of the movie. <laughs> I mean, fucking Polka Dot Man's great. I fucking seeing his mom all the time. <laughs> uh, he was a way better character than I thought he'd be. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're still getting the, the Peacemaker uh, series that I believe they already wrapped filming that with John Cena. Yeah, I think early next year. Um, see, I'm excited for that, man. I, see, see what you want about John Cena is, I know Pete on our network has a big problem with it. I don't know if you guys have listened to the binge cast from this past week, but Pete just goes in on John Cena and how he's like, he's just the worst. And I'm like, I don't think anybody ever like made the argument that John Cena is an Oscar-winning actor, but right. he's kind of perfect for this peacemaker role. It's it, he's a douchey character, like it, it's played up. He's hamming it up, like it, it really works for him. So yeah, I'm excited for the series, like especially James Gunn directed most of the episodes, I think too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm there for it. <laughs> and he'd eat a beach full of dicks for justice. <laughs> That's right. No. Why the There's fuck that. wouldn't you? Every one of them for liberty. <laughs> The tidy whitey scenes, Graves is fucking standing there all awkwardly. <laughs> yes. Now that's just racist. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that was that was funny. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll move on with the feedback. Uh, we have some on uh, from last week's episode uh, regarding Josh Hartnett's haircut. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Darren Wilson says. Uh, uh, he memed it. He says, uh, Barber, what kind of haircut you want him? Just fuck my shit up, fam. <laughs> I think we talked about his hair more than we talked about the movie. Yeah, which was, you know, it was kind of more interesting. 
Vanessa McHenry says, uh, as we referred to him on Devour the Podcast, eighth grade haircut. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. Eighth grade Karen haircut. Uh, Al Ramsour says, uh, I know Nez probably already talked about it in E-Society, but that reservation dog show is good. Funny as fuck. Yeah, we... um... We just dropped the episode, uh, our team, uh, Stream Fiends episode for uh, Sidekicks, and uh, we uh, talked about Reservation Dogs. It's a great, great show so far. Oh, Two episodes I watch are it. out right now. It looks funny. It's it, a, it, a Taika-produced show, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. fucking sold. Yeah, I love uh, it. it. I really enjoyed the first two episodes, so I believe it's a FX on Hulu exclusive. So. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Definitely check that out. All right. Uh, we got a dark night of the podcast says uh, we appreciate you sharing this. So go check those guys out. We shared something from them. I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, our show intro comes from Steve Carlton of the League of Geeks with a Z. Um, as always, our artwork comes from Natsulani. Um, and if you'd like to help us out, please become consider becoming a Patreon patron. Uh, we'll let you pick the movies for a future show at any amount. And for $5 or more a month, you can also pick a commentary for a future bon- bonus show. And if you have a chance, please give us a five-star Apple Podcast review. And you may win a some sort of DVD or Blu-ray if your name is – I don't know why it says Steelbook DVD. We have Blu-rays, I'm sure, if your name is selected. Yeah, Steelbooks. Uh, Lance, you need to get me those names so we can send them out. Uh, don't want to get into this habit of telling people we're sending their prizes out and they get them two months later. But uh, we got a couple of copies of... He's shipping the, from Alaska. It's like China, okay? Yeah, we got <laughs> we to gotta use our sled dogs to <laughs> travel through the mountains. Uh, just Before Dawn, summertime slasher cult classic. I have a couple of Blu-rays for a couple of lucky winners. All right. Well, that's it for listener feedback. We're going to move on to our featured attractions. Uh, This week, it's uh, the brand new Don't Breathe 2, as well as Panic Room. Uh, We'll start with Panic Room. A divorced woman and her diabetic daughter take refuge in their newly purchased house's safe room uh, when three men break in, searching for a missing missing fortune. Uh, director is David Fincher, also known for Alien 3 and 7. That's a resume that's right there. Known, that's all he's known for? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and some other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, writer is David uh, Cope, also known for Jurassic Park and Stir of Echoes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this shot of Sarah's medical, uh, the shot of Sarah's medical bed, uh, sliding sideways along the floor, uh, outside the panic room took 103 takes. Well, that's what a good director does. <laughs> uh, according to David Fincher, Karen, uh, Kristen Stewart grew more than three inches during the filming of this project. She was smaller than Jodie Foster when the production started and towered over her when the final shots were done. Probably took all them damn takes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, all right, Chad, what did you think about Panic Room? Fincher's not known as a director that's very easy to work with. Um, so the, I, I absolutely love Fincher, man. He's uh, what? What can you say about the guy? He's, I mean, you said Alien Three and Seven; those are his first two movies. But I mean, Fight Club, Zodiac, Social Network. I mean, yeah. the guy. This go, list goes on and on. This guy, Mank from last year. I know that's not a uh, the typical movie fans movie i fucking love mank um was a fan but yeah man panic room is uh it's i think it's lower tier fincher for sure it's definitely in the bottom uh bottom third of the movies he's directed but that said it's still a really well-made movie uh i think a lot of the camera work in this movie is really fantastic yeah uh he's got a lot of the 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 panning shots throughout the house is showing you know forrest whitaker when they're they're starting to break in um Jodie Foster, well, this was supposed to be Nicole Kidman filmed like three weeks of this movie and then hurt her knee. Um, it was like she she was on Moulin Rouge and she had like a fracture in her knee, and so they scrapped it, and then Jodie Foster replaced her like three weeks into the production of this movie. Oh. Uh, um, and then Hayden Panettiere was originally the daughter as well from Heroes. Remember her? Yeah. Um, yeah, mm. so it was originally Nicole Kidman and Hayden Panettiere, and then yeah, Foster and Stewart popped up later on, but yeah, yeah, I like, this I like is, that original movie better. I was yeah, going to say, too. would it be better or worse? Um, probably better. I think Nicole Kidman's a better actor than Jodie Foster. Uh, better actress than Jodie Foster. Um, okay. I'll agree. Yeah, uh, I don't know. With Fincher, I still think this is a pretty well-made thriller. I don't think this is amazing by any means. And, and uh, like of the Fincher movies that I just listed off, I've seen this movie probably once actually, and I haven't really revisited it at all. But watching it this week, I had forgotten really what even happened with it. Um, I think the performances are pretty great. Dwight Yoakam, uh, as I watched this, I noticed he's like a human version of Beetlejuice. He's just like, <laughs> he, he looks like he fell on the ugly, sorry, this might, this is mean. He looked like he fell on the ugly tree and hit every branch. I'm sorry. Like, he, he just does. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't realize that's who that was. <laughs> Dwight Yoakam, yeah, he's Raul. Raul. Yeah, man. He's just a creepy looking motherfucker. Like, he really, really is. <laughs> um... Jared Leto is just so douchey in this with his cornrows. I just kind of want to punch him in the face. Um, I love him in this. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's good. He's junior. But um, I, I like this movie all right. It, it's fine. It's a fine watch. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I don't get sometimes the fascination with Jodie Foster. Hmm. Like she's all right. I mean, she's been in some decent movies, but I think I don't know. She just kind of comes off as maybe pretentious or something. I don't know. There's something about her I kind of just don't like. <laughs> I hate to say that. Um, oh. but having said that, I I think the movie's actually pretty good. Um, oh. I enjoyed it. It had its funny moments. Uh, the camera work was yeah, like you were talking about, amazing. Like they're turning sideways and going up the stairs and doing like a half shot between the elevator and the outside of the elevator and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, that's all one continuous motion. Uh, I, I thought the ending really sucked. Yeah. Not great. Mm-hmm. Like that was, I think that was the downfall of this movie is it had a really shitty ending and it was kind of a bland story. Yeah. But the actors were great. Um, I thought Jared Leto was awesome in it. He was really funny. He had some good, good moments. Uh, Forrest Whitaker is always awesome. 
Uh, Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, it didn't click. That's who that was. <laughs> and then you said it, and I was like, oh, yeah. How could I forget him? This thing. Oh, he's <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's a, yeah, Sling Blade. He's, he acts in a lot, yeah. quite a few things. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I liked the chemistry between the three villains for a moment. There, there was like a, they're like on the way up the stairs or something, and they, I think it's when they first see her or something, and it, it's a shot that pans down at them, and it looks like it's just straight out of a comic book. The way that it's set up, it looks really cool. Um. Yeah. It was it was a decent movie, man. I'll take it. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, this isn't uh, this is probably mid lower tier of Fincher movies. Uh, it definitely has that Fincher style when you're watching it. Mm-hmm. You you know he directed it. Uh, Jodie Foster's fine. Uh, it's probably as far as Kristen Stewart, uh, one of her most enjoyable films I've seen her in. I'm not Are a big said, fan of her. You don't love New Moon. Brian, I was about to say, before you said, when you just said the moon, I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Twilight, man, it's the second new, God, get the fuck out of This is is when she could still keep her mouth closed. Well, kind of, I don't know, she's scenes where she's just sitting there with her mouth open, but, uh, of course, love Forrest Whitaker, Dwight Yoakam, who I will now always think of Beetlejuice when I hear his name, (laughs) so, I thought Jared Leto was he played that douchey role perfect. In oh, his perfect! Career. He's he's a douche in real life, so he plays the douchey characters so well, right? Yeah. I mean, there there were a couple of aspects of this I I wish they would have just kind of gave us a little bit more on. Uh, Forrest Whitaker's Forrest Whitaker's motivation. Yes. Like earlier in the movie, you say uh, they say you need the money, and then later on he's. Kind of mentions his kids, but not really. And I just felt like he was a way too nice of guy to even be doing this kind of thing. So I kind of wanted to know what was your motivation. And um, another thing I didn't quite get is um, when she, uh, Jodie Foster's character, um, Meg, uh, was it Meg, Meg Altman, was looking at the apartment in the beginning and they shut the door to the panic room and they made you kind of think that she has a problem with enclosed spaces, which later on when she goes into the panic room, that's not the case at all. Mm. Yeah, they mention it one more time in the whole movie. So I don't know if this was an aspect of the movie that um, was with the original uh, people that were cast and they kind of changed it. Uh, It just kind of threw me off. They just... She just led you to believe that she had some kind of was going to have a panic attack being in the panic room. And that and did not come back at all. And mm. How much fucking money does this lady have, man? That it's house, all, all her husband's money. Yeah, it's all it's all that. The hubbies. That house in New York has got to be millions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they mention it. They somebody asked if her mom's rich and she's like, no, my dad is. She's just pissed off. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and and I, clearly the first time I watched this movie too, I, I never put two and two together that Jared Leto's character Junior is clearly one of the the kids of the when they're talking about yes uh, at the beginning, yeah, 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 and that the first time I just did not register this. I'm like, oh, okay, so he has a motive. Okay, oh yeah, it's his parents that they're fighting over, and they yeah, even mention they don't make it real they clear. Can't, 
Well, yeah, they don't, but they're like, they can't find half. It's when they're doing, she's doing the tour of the place. You're like, her kids can't find the rest of the money. So yeah, clear the money's in the the bottom of the panic room. They're waiting for them. So yeah, I guess I just didn't realize that the first time. Clearly, this is, like I said, this is, I I think I've seen this movie maybe once, possibly twice. And I mean, Fincher's one of my favorite directors, but this is like one of the blind spots of his uh, filmography for me, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, it was good, it was a good rewatch though. I I had forgotten a lot, so. All right, I think we're ready for scores. Yeah, let's do scores. Chad, one to ten. Uh, I'll give this a soft seven. You know, it, I think it's I think it's pretty harmless entertainment. I mean, it's like an hour fifty minutes. Uh, it's not like anything you haven't seen before, but like it, it's still a pretty decent, like tight thriller. Um, performances are pretty good all around. You get fucking Dwight Beetlejuice Yoakum just fucking <laughs> hamming it up here, just looking ugly as sin. Uh, I, yeah, this I give it a soft seven. You're a fucking bus driver, Raul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think seven's pretty on the mark for this one because it is sort of one of those movies that you've seen a hundred times, mm-hmm. but like a little bit better. It stands out more than that. Yeah, but, I think. I think Fincher is the, the reason for that, right? He kind of yes. stand, makes it stand out a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it is just kind of a, there's, there's not really a ton of plot. No. And I, the ending was like, not satisfying at all. They, <laughs> it's like they just <laughs> ran out of money and ended the movie or something. Yeah. How fucking old is her husband? Yeah. No shit. <laughs> yeah. She's pretty old. And then he went and got him a younger woman. Well, you can do that when you're rich, I guess. Well, and then, yeah, to, to pull back there, the, when she calls him, it's Nicole Kidman on the phone. Oh, like, really? Yeah. So he kept oh. her in the movie a little bit with that. He's like, bitch, put her on the phone <laughs> or put him on the phone. So I'm talking to Nicole Kidman that way, Jody. So, I mean, <laughs> man, it would have been really intri- interesting to see it with Nicole Kidman and Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, it would have been a different movie. But yeah, I like it. All right, Brian. Uh, yeah, I go with a seven. Um, I think originally I had to set a seven and a half, but like I said, the, the, there was a few parts of the movie I wish they could have just gave you a little bit more of, or kind of delved more deeper into. But yeah, lower, small, seven, almost yep. six and a half. But it, it's a decent little home invasion movie. Yeah, it's pretty harmless for that genre. I think it's uh, if it's it's pretty well in there. That's good. Yeah. Decent movie. Gener- generic movie with a good director. Yeah, absolutely. Which, I mean, Fincher's never written, like, any fucking movie. Like, that's, how he, he, that's his, not his thing. He doesn't write. He's a director. He's a visual storyteller. So, well, he's good at that. All right. Uh, on to Don't Breathe 2. Uh, hiding out for years in an isolated cabin, uh, Norman Nordstrom has taken in and raised a young girl orphan from a house fire. Hold on, that's his name? Norman yeah, Nor- Nordstrom. Norman Nordstrom? Because <laughs> uh, they list ahead him in the credits as the blind man. Yeah, he's, he's both. I, I, I take it you haven't listened to... All right, here you go. Let, let's start this now. So Lance, your guy's buddy, did a commentary with Pete and I on Binge. Uh, this past Wednesday for the original Don't Breathe. Hmm. Uh, that's on our network. It's it's up. It's it's available now on our main feed for you all uh, to download, listen. 
But yeah, we talk about that a lot on that podcast because they didn't know that either. They're like, Norman? I thought he was the blind guy. <laughs> it's like, no, his name's Norman Nordstrom. <laughs> Norman Nordstrom. Well, my name is Norman Nordstrom. I'd probably be one known. Want to, <laughs> want to be known as the blind guy, too. <laughs> well, to each their own, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, their, their quiet existence is shattered. Uh, when a group of kidnappers show up and take the girl, forcing Norman to, <laughs> to leave his safe haven uh, to save her. <laughs> Director and writer. I don't is... know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> the description? The, the Norman Nordstrom. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not quite as intimidating. <laughs> Uh, director and writer is uh, Roto Sayagues, um, also known for screenplays of Evil Dead and Don't Breathe. I remember having a problem with his name the last time, too. Uh, contrary to the first film, Don't Breathe, the main, and, uh, the main character changes from a villain to an action hero. Mm. All right. Chad, what did you think about it? Uh, all right. I really enjoy the first Don't Breathe. I think it's a pretty fun little movie. And it is. Yeah. It kind of came out of nowhere. Didn't expect much out of it. And then it made all the money. Like, it was made for $9 million. It made $26 million opening weekend five years ago. Came out five years ago, 2016. Holy crap. Exactly. Yep. And then it went on to make, like, 180 or something, like, Interna- no, 157, I think, internationally on a $9 million budget, which is kind of surprising that it took five years to make this sequel, right? Because, um, I mean, the first kind of leaves it like leaves it a little bit open ended, but not necessarily anything clamoring for a sequel. Yeah, uh, I kind of didn't think there was going to be one. No, yeah, and then while you're watching the marketing for this movie, you're like, all right, so now he's a good guy. Wait a minute, this yeah. rapist motherfucker is. Uh, what are we doing here? Um, I had a decent time with this movie, man. I get it. It is. It's definitely not as good as the first at all. Uh, I, I think the first one is kind of head and shoulders above this. But I think if viewers go into this movie accepting it for what it is, which is just a it, it doesn't make Norm Norman Ryan, oh your favorite Norman. Yeah, Norm. it doesn't make. Yeah. Normie, Normie. Look out, look out for Norm. Wait. <laughs> We talk about this on the commentary. Don't go up there. He's a little bit like Placey. Placey, quiet place. He, he's a uh, can't he, he can't can't see. So he's just he's attacking off instinct. So we, we, he's a little bit of Placey from our bench, <laughs> our bench commentaries. For um, yeah, I, I had a decent time with the sequel. It, it's not as good as the first by any means. Um, it's the body count is ramped way up in this movie, um, and they make him more of a. Uh, Almost like a supernatural type. Uh, he, he gets fucked up though by these these uh, all, all the the people that break into this house. They're like ex-military, so they're no slouches by any means. And there's some creative kills in this movie enough, but it, it, it it's it, the tension, the claustrophobia of the first movie is not really here at all. Um, but if all that aside, I still had a pretty decent time with this movie. What, what did you think about this movie, Brian? I don't know. I'm interested to see what you what you thought. I I can't say I enjoyed it as much as you did. Okay. Um, I really had a problem with them trying to make him a good guy. Yeah. And I it it, it was it was it's like my problem with the Green Knight, how 
that guy, I don't want to get on the Green Knight again. I, I, no, I didn't like on that one. Yeah. You can't be a good guy if you're I thought, a piece of shit. I listened to your guys' podcast from last week, and I thought that, like, from what you guys were saying, you guys got, all give it, like, a 6 and a 7. I was like, wow, I don't think I don't think they liked it that much. I think they were <laughs> lying about their ratings. <laughs> it, it, I, visually and oh, 100%. all that, you know, it's it's what you expect from A24. It's mm-hmm. just how they portrayed the character. Yeah. I just the same way with this movie. I just I can't I, I could not get a, I couldn't get behind him. Yeah, I knew what kind of a person he was. And this yeah. was, of course, you cannot rate people and be a good guy. Yeah, this this this, this happens well, after the first movie. So, you know, what kind of, you know, I mean, he's a fucking rapist, you know, I don't give a fuck if you didn't force yourself on women, use the fucking turkey baster. You know, <laughs> I, I couldn't get behind it. Yeah. Um, I felt the tension wasn't really there as it was in the first one. Not I think it was just because the they were trying to up the body count with the mm-hmm. with all the different, I guess, ex military people. Some of them I kind of questioned if they were ex military, like uh, the Marshall Mathers looking guy that kept calling everybody bro. And <laughs> we got his, yeah, he's the one from the trailer that gets his mouth and nose super glued, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's just kind of just leave his mouth that way for the rest <laughs> of the movie. Um. I was a little disappointed in some of the kills. Um, there was a few moments where something's about to happen and they just cut away. I, yeah. I hate that so yeah, much. Never, I, I get that in a PG-13 movie. I never really understand in R movies why you do the, the little cutaway yeah. scene there. Yeah. Um, I, I did think the, the, the actress, uh, what was her name? Let me try to look it up real quick. They played the, the daughter. Uh, yeah. Can't find it right now. Madeline Grace, I, I thought she did pretty good in this. You know, I, I've never seen her in anything. I don't think she's really been in anything, but I, I, I thought she, she did a good job in this. Um, but I thought, I thought the, the villains were just generic. Very the much. Twist, so. The twist at the end, I, I had already figured it out before it was revealed, and okay. it just, I don't know. This was a complete drop off from the first one. I don't know if that had to do with Fede Alvarez taking a step down from directing it and letting the writer take, take, uh, take the reins. I I don't know, but I, I was really looking forward to this one and I I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. I see it. I just didn't have that high of expectations because I thought, yeah, I thought pulling off a sequel anyway was hard enough. So I'm like, all right, I'll go in very reserved. And yeah, you're 100% right. The, the the villains are pretty generic. I actually didn't really see the uh, the twists coming. Because yeah, it's the same as the first, man. They, they do subvert the X, but like, he's a, he's a good guy, kind of. He's it's eight years after the original. He's living in seclusion, and he's got this little girl now. Of course, you have this weird thing underneath. But then, yeah, the, it kind of flips it. But the, the villains definitely are generic, and they're, they they don't really stand out. But for me, I just kind of took this more as like, um, I don't know. He, he's making more of like Norman. Um, that's his name. Yeah, he's he's a horror icon now. Making yeah, it's kind of making Stephen Lang this Norman character kind of like stand out as like a horror type icon. Uh, you know, getting him like this. He's got two. He's got two sequels now for this this franchise. 
So and it, we talked about that a little bit on the commentaries. Like Stephen Lang, it took him a long time to get clout really or anything in like Hollywood because I mean Avatar is really his like big standout. I mean he's in Tombstone and stuff and throughout, but like Avatar and then this are like his his fucking two big roles and of this millennium at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I I I didn't have any really expectations for this. I kind of went in very low, and it, it was entertaining enough for me. It it, it worked fine. Definitely not even at anywhere on the first level of like the, the first movie is way better than this by far, like not even close. But I had a decent enough time with this. I don't know if I'd really, really revisit this at all, but it, I had I, it was fine. Fine for what it was. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I stand. But yeah, what are you excited for this at all, Philip? Or like, where, where do you stand with this? Uh, no, man, I kind of wasn't. Um, yeah, I did enjoy the first movie, but uh, mm. I. I didn't get a chance to watch this one. Sorry, guys. I I, I got the kids this weekend with me. Oh, it's fine. Uh, Mama's out of town, so <laughs> I didn't have any place to leave them. Probably did something better than watching this. Well, yeah, sounds that way. But yeah, and I mean, I, I was sort of excited about it because Stephen Lang did such an awesome job in the first one. But then, yeah, it seemed like such a different movie. And, you know... We got to get out of this habit, I think, of just, oh, well, if this m- movie made money, we should make a sequel of it because it just cheapens the whole fucking thing, I think. That's that's not how studios work, though, Phil. I know. <laughs> at all. <laughs> they say, oh, wait, there's any potential for a franchise? Let's go! Just keep running until the soles of the shoes are gone. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well... This one took a big chunk out of it. I bet. <laughs> I can't imagine it made a ton of money. Yeah, I think it's 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 on track for like a ten million opening weekend. So, in a pandemic time, it's uh, not great, but not completely shitty. I can't imagine this was made for a ton of money. So, yeah. Well, maybe we'll get a "Don't Breathe" three, and then that's it. <laughs> it's just a, apparently there's an after credit scene that I did not stay for, though. Okay, I'll, I'll talk about it in spoilers. You stayed for it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, What's your score, Chad? I would give this a soft six. Six on ten. Soft six. All right. Uh, like I said, I didn't enjoy it as much as you. Um, this, <laughs> uh, for me, is a easy four on ten. Oh, wow. you see? <laughs> a not good one. I, normally, I line pretty much even with Brian. So. Uh, all right. Well, let's go into spoilers and uh, see what I missed. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. All right. Um, yeah, like I said, I, ca- I cannot get past the, the fact that he's a rapist and now he's uh, <laughs> a abductor, abductor of children now. Because... Oh. <laughs> He, he rapes he, and steals he's children. A good, he's a good. It's your next action hero. Okay, guys. this this kid has nothing to do with anything from the first movie. <laughs> no. He just fucking finds this kid on the street who yeah. wanders out of a burning house and, and keeps I, her. I, it, <laughs> the, the CG at the beginning of this movie is so bad, though. It is awful. Have you seen? Do you, do you remember seeing that, Brian? Like how bad it was. Yeah. Or noticing it. Yeah. I'm like, is this out of a like a Nintendo sixty four video game? Like, what is Ouch. this? Yeah, it's pretty rough at the beginning of this movie. It was uh, just a Tesla. 
Yeah, that's because that's how I, that's why I was asking. You know, did did they kind of take a step down with Fede Fede not doing this movie? I don't know. The the quality seemed to not be there. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure this is way way cheaper too. Yeah, because it was all filmed in the last year, I think too. So, yeah, I can't imagine this cost more than like eight million dollars to make. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Marshall Mathers, Eminem as one of the ex-military guys I, I just i couldn't with this guy just like the blind man's getting away bro he's <laughs> over here bro and when you find out the reveal of what they really want with the girl i just i don't know because i felt like i didn't know if they were trying to kill her throughout the movie or if they were trying to kidnap her what was you know it was it was like the, the all the military guys weren't on the same mission yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Cause, well, the yeah, well, the the other one's like, uh, I'm not for that, and he he helps him out too. So, so who was she? You want us to spoil it? Yeah, All yeah, right. we're in spoiler territory. Oh, okay, now. we are. So, so Norm comes upon this girl, <sighs> Phoenix Norman Norman Nordstrom. Get it? Get he, it Brian. He, he he names his daughter or his abducted daughter. He names her Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because she comes from a house fire, uh, comes from a little meth lab, meth lab hey, fire. Could have been Norma. Yeah, that's true. And she's got a little white strip in her hair, kind of like uh, Jean Grey Phoenix, oh. kind of turns mm-hmm. into it. Get it? Yeah. Oh, Phoenix. Um, yeah, there you go. And uh, it comes to find out that the guys that are uh, coming to a break in his house is uh, Phoenix's father is uh, is part of the group that's coming to uh, to grab her. And well, uh, yeah, they have ulterior motives. Kids. Yeah, they have ulterior motives behind it. He was in jail for the last few years because this meth lab explosion, and then they, yeah, it kind of ramps up from there. Uh, was the meth lab explosion the reason that the house was on fire and he found the kid in the first place? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> so does he still have a woman locked up in his dungeon? No, no he has. He has a new house. He he doesn't have a dungeon. But he found, yeah, he found her as like an eight-year-old or whatever she was. Like she was primed and ready already, so he had a, he had a new daughter. Yeah. Hmm. And the the reveal at the end when is the the reason why the father was trying to get her back because she had thought the mom had died in the fire, but it turns out the mom had lived. But she needs a new heart, and it has to be from a exact donor, like from a family member, and. It was just kind of sitting there, and I kind of pointed it out. My wife had pointed it out before me. She was like, they're going to – because there was this uh, kind of news uh, thing going on the TV about a a doctor that was uh, harvesting organs on the black market. And then you kind of catch a glimpse of him at the the hideout because their hideout is like an abandoned hotel or something. And I'm just like – I was going to take this girl's organs. So he was trying to steal his daughter's heart for the, for the wife in the, that is and completely she's, the opposite of what any man on the face of the planet would do. Well, and she's also, well, she's the cook. So she's yeah. the cook of the meth lab. So if uh, they don't have her, they don't have product. Gotcha. There yeah. you go. There is, outside, outside of the little girl, there is nobody to root for in this. And they give Stephen Lang this moment at the end where he's just like, after he's murdered everybody and he's telling the girl, oh, you need to get away from me. I'm a bad person. I was like, you don't need to tell us that. We know you're a fucking horrible person. 
And I just, I don't know. And then one of the best death scenes in it was ruined by him, I guess, using his quote-unquote catchphrase. The now you'll see what I see as he's oh. sticking his thumbs into somebody's eyes. <laughs> so I, I, there was not a whole lot I liked in this movie. Yeah, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not as good as the first. Okay, just I feel like if you go into this movie, just say throw the first one out because it's not going to be as good as that. Well, because see, <laughs> when I was going into the first one, I was like, oh, well, this looks like the same movie I've seen a hundred fucking times, and then I, and it was. Not and it was different, better. yeah. Yeah, you've and never seen a turkey baster full of jizz shoved in someone's throat before with that random that. hair in there. <laughs> couple, there's a couple of hairs, and uh, even with them sneaking around, uh, Norm, uh, when you when you got to what what was it like two, three people in the first one that was in the house, mm-hmm. yeah, you have it, three, just yeah. just the, the visuals and the mood, just you kind of you felt everything, you know, it was just so dark and just oh, yeah. quiet. And this one more claustrophobic. Little, yeah. You feel, mm-hmm. yeah, this, this one this was is, a little bit more lit and a lot of more open places. Yeah. This is, this is a totally different movie than the first. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's not the same thing. It, it's not claustrophobic. It, it just ramps up. It's very, uh, I don't know if it suffers from sequelitis. It sounds like Brian thinks it does, but it's just, it's just way more amped up. Like, like, Way more intense, like not even intense. It's just, it's just a more straight horror v- villain slasher type sequel. Like body counts wrapped up, all that shit's ramped up. It's not very much. No, no, the claustrophobia of the first is not here. It, 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 the first one is head and shoulders above this movie, but yeah, I mean, it, it's not the same movie at all. It, but first, Norman is like our hero in this one, right? No, he I don't gets see... a fucking action hero montage of him getting his <laughs> weapons ready to. That is true. That and is he, true. He finds he finds the hideout. Well, I gotta watch by, it just for that. <laughs> he finds the hideout by using their dog that they left behind. He puts a leash on him and tells yeah. him to go home. <laughs> He's like, go home. Oh, and it walks him home. <laughs> Love that this shit though. Love them dogs. God, but yes, the dog was for. Uh, montage of him getting his machete and his uh i guess bug bomb canisters and <laughs> I, i'm glad he knew what they was just by feeling the can so. yeah that's a good point it had braille on it brian stop oh, God. Okay. okay how dare you, you seems know. like that could go very <laughs> wrong with a prepper all right I, I don't know you got anything else chad i got nothing man okay <laughs> all right don't breathe too. Maybe not so worth it. Yeah. Sounds like a watch shortest, free guy. This is the shortest episode of the horror returns ever. I'm looking at my Skype and this is one hour, two minutes right now. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> it, you know what? It seems when Lance is not here, it, it goes a little bit quicker. I'm not saying anything towards Lance, but <laughs> well, I know once you brought up CG, Lance would have. Lance is stuck on the CG fire from Escape Room Two. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Did you guys like uh, Escape Room Two? No. Okay. No. I think this movie is way better than Escape Room Two, at least. Yeah, I would definitely put this above Escape Room Two. Not that that's yeah. saying much. I walked out of Escape Room Two. I was like, life's too short for this. And I just walked out. <laughs> I did see Jungle Cruise though. I'll throw that in there. That okay. Was an extra cool of the week. I heard a lot of people weren't buying uh, Elizabeth Blunt and The Rock is uh, love interest. Um, they didn't have a ton of chemistry, but they were great individually and together. 
I mm-hmm. yeah, I thought I thought that movie was fine. Like yeah, yeah. it's just another fine movie. Like yeah. Blunt is uh she's an actress, man. She's I think she's a very much a very charismatic actress as well. Like and mm. she just works. She's one of my favorite actresses for sure. I think she's yeah. great. I like her. Yeah. I like The Rock. I like the story. I chemistry. Mm-hmm. Ish. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe I didn't buy the love interest thing, but they definitely still had some like friend chemistry at least. Yeah. To uh to the movie. to bring it back to earlier, you were saying you showed your kids the ritual or your kid. Yeah. Um, do you, are you guys doing the night house next week? Is that what your show is themed after, or what is it next week? Uh, next week I don't even know. Oh, we're doing demonic. Um... Oh, okay, demonic. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, demonic. Oh, uh, that's gonna be a good one. Yeah, it's what's it fucking. I can't even think of his name. Chappie uh, and in District Nine, Blomkamp. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Neil Blomkamp. There you go. Well, so yeah, oh, the, the, the the guy who directed the ritual, his new movie, his, his name is David Bruckner. His new movie, the uh, the Night House, comes out next week as well from uh, 20th oh. Century. It's a, uh, it, it was at Sundance in 2020 with um, it's the girl from the town. Um, why can't I think of her name? Uh, Rebecca, the, Rebecca Hall. Yeah, Phil. It's the the one she was in uh, Godzilla vs Kong. The one I mm-hmm. didn't really buy as a scientist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's next week, and then th- that guy's also filming the new Hellraiser movie as well, David Bruckner. So, okay, yeah, yeah a little well, tie back. So I was just trying to extend this beyond like fifty nine minutes. I didn't want to show up and be like, "Oh, this is the shortest horror returns ever." What, what the fuck is Chad doing on this show? <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. It'll be a, a quick listen, man. We don't have a, a ton of those. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I'm not that. All right, well, man, thanks again for uh, for for joining us, though. Uh, what, what do you got going on with Bingecast? Uh, I mean, yeah, follow us on iTunes, fucking Twitter, Facebook, all that shit. Uh, they got the Patreon going for binge. We do our monthly happy hours. We uh, we do a Discord happy hour chat. Uh, we all just get drinks and just talk shit over Discord for like uh, the last Friday of every month. Um, I do binge views over there our weekly review show of the new releases that are on streaming and in theaters we do i do movie homework over there as well it's patreon exclusive where we uh we take a certain uh category like a director or a film topic and we do a three or four movie series on that there's a lot of other shows over there this is the sports cast there's the fucking aftertaste with garrett you guys know um there's a lot of shit a lot of movies fucking tv all the all the other shit that we do on binge media it's a it's a good time and then yeah we did we did the first don't breathe commentary with uh the lance myself pete and lance did that uh, on wednesday night we all get really drunk and probably go off the rails like we usually do but that's the binge <laughs> way about right Just get drunk yeah yeah, they just get drunk. It's it's the bar conversations. You just get drunk, talk shit. Is what we do. We we're movie nerds, and yeah, that's what we do. So, <laughs> well, man, thank you for doing what you do, because uh, we wouldn't be here without you guys. Absolutely, man. It's a good time always, and uh, yeah, horror turns is great. You guys, yeah, it's it's like a brother sister network here, you know. And we, we absolutely like to do the same thing. Yeah, always. Uh, so yeah, check out Binge Media if you. Well, shit. The only reason you're listening to us is probably because you found us through them. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> as always, want to thank you to, for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback and ideas, and you can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Podbean. 
Uh, just search for The Horror Returns and also look for us on iTunes. If, and if you like what you hear, please rate us and review us. Um, don't uh, don't forget to go to Patreon. Check that shit out. We've got different levels of stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, real quick, uh, Action Returns finally came back. Uh, we dropped our episode for Nobody. And like I said earlier, our Stream Fiends episode for Sidekicks. Ooh, Sidekicks. I like it. All right, next week we're going to check out the brand new Demonic and uh 2000s the cell that's jennifer lopez yes yes okay (laughs) i got confused with the last one uh so until the horror returns again brian good night